0: If you know God made you to make a difference, turn up the volume, this is for you. Welcome to the Purpose to Impact podcast. Here, we're digging into the what, where, when, why, and how around taking impact from an opportunity to an actual occurrence. We'll see what it looks like at the business level church level and personal life level too. The who? That's already answered. It's you. You are purpose to impact. So settle in and listen up. Your desire to make a difference is doable and it starts right here. Hey, hey, welcome or welcome back. We are continuing our series on mindset shifts for deeper purpose and greater impact. And today... We are talking about growing people. Growing our impact requires growing people. And this might seem a little like, I don't know, like not your typical perspective, I guess, because sometimes, you know, the word impact signals like size or magnitude or like a big number, but really it's. The size or magnitude of the impression or the difference that's made, not necessarily in the number of people that are affected in the process. So you can have a rich legacy that is just full of impactful moments that were just geared towards a handful of people and arguably the impact is greater when it's concentrated in a smaller radius than if it were to be spread out and diffused across a wider audience. But why people? People are at the heart of God's purpose and plan for creation He made us in his own image and tasked us with reflecting his nature so those searching for life and truth could follow us to find their way back to him. Knowing God's heart in this way, we can see clearly how our impact lies at the intersection of every personal interaction. It's in our friendships and family relationships. It's in every business exchange. It's at the very heart of each ministry and community service encounter. As believers, impact happens when we interrupt the course of someone's daily routine with an intentional display of God's love. These moments are orchestrated by grace, God's divine influence on our hearts. And as we listen to him, to his heartbeat, we'll hone our sensitivity to recognize and seize those impact opportunities. So what does growing our impact really look like? Proverbs 11 verse 30 in the Amplified Bible says, The fruit of the consistently righteous is a tree of life, and he who is wise captures and wins souls for God. He gathers them for eternity. A life that's consistently cultivated in Christ is an ever-bearing producer of true life in others. But how? We do that by consistently cultivating our hearts to mirror Christ. We can think of our impact like a garden. As we serve and sacrifice in love, just like Jesus did in his earthly ministry, we live out the sowing and pruning processes that are necessary for any plant or garden to produce fruit. Our good deeds and acts of love are the seeds we sow that show others who Jesus is, and how he loves. As we choose commitment to others over our own convenience, we prune back the tendencies that masquerade as self-preservation, but really just hamper our ability to grow more like Christ and nurture godly, abundant life in others. I think what Solomon was really trying to get us to understand in this verse is that there's really only one thing worth winning in this life, and that's souls for Christ. Growing our impact is about growing people. It's how we use what we've got to cultivate a sense of purpose and potential in others. But practically speaking, how do we do that? Really, it's about investing in others. Whether we're in business, ministry, or striving to build community around us in our personal lives, how we serve and love others is the lifeblood of what we do. Here are a couple ways we can start to think about this. Number one, seeing people as their whole self. We can't mistake behavior for character traits. We've got to separate the person from their circumstances to see where and how they need nurturing care most. Two, Meet them where they are, addressing the needs they have right now. A person's immediate circumstances can make or break their ability to perceive their purpose and potential. We've got to do our best to help them take care of their most pressing needs first. Then they'll have the capacity to more clearly see and move forward on the path ahead. Three, walk with others through a transformation process that breathes life into the person we know God has called and created them to be we wouldn't give a seed some soil and expect it to figure out how deep it needs to bury itself and how much sun or water it needs in the same way we shouldn't give people answers and expect them to make sense of it all on their own that's not how we cultivate growth in their lives Rather, it's our consistent care that helps people establish strong roots in the truth of God's love for them so they can grow into his purpose and plan for their lives. Now, just like in gardening, there are lots of ways to go about this. But what the best gardeners know is that every plant is different and there's no one-size-fits-all strategy for success. We've got to know what we're working with, understand the conditions we're in, And be consistent in our care. Certain plants are just more susceptible to certain setbacks than others. But a watchful eye and a willingness to step in and take good care are the gardener's best tools. So, let's anchor it in real life, shall we? In a ministry capacity, what does it look like to grow our impact by growing people? On the one level, when you have people who are new to their relationship with God, growing them really just looks like welcoming people in and just nurturing them with the word and the love of God, planting those seeds of truth in their hearts and watering them with our own testimonies, our love and care and support, and letting God give the increase of that in their life and as he does that work of sprouting all those good seeds in their heart the outward fruit will come as the internal roots are planted and those things really just kind of get you know they take hold and so those things will come but as the people who come alongside in a ministry capacity, like as ministers or, you know, fellow believers, we are able to really participate in that growth and transformation process just by being nurturing. And really the Bible says God gives the increase, but it might be good practice to let him do the pruning as well. And, really just focus, at least in the very beginning, on just showering new believers with love and with truth and with opportunities to grow in their own spiritual disciplines and relationship with God and teaching them how to study the word, showing them various resources that they can use, inviting them to Bible study opportunities or fellowship opportunities or whatever to get to know more people and hear more testimonies and just experience the presence of God in different settings. You know, really just participating in that process will allow them to grow practically in many, many different ways. It just gives God opportunity to give that increase. Now in a business setting, it's kind of like, okay, well, how does this apply? How do we grow people when business exchanges are often fleeting? Like you, you don't know if you're going to see that person again. And frankly, you might not ever see that person, especially these days where a lot of commerce is conducted online so how can we impact people in a way that truly grows them and gets across God's love one practical approach to that is in how we build our teams it's in how we grow the people that grow the business that we're overseeing how we provide opportunities and personal and professional development, how we extend trust and allow people to really just grow in their careers. That says a lot, you know, to build people up and provide development opportunities in that way. And so thinking about growing others and the impact that that would have on their life, that's huge because... Not only is that a blessing to them on this natural life level, but as you build those relationships, you're able to connect with people on a deeper level as well. And that gives room and opportunity to share more about what you have and what you know and how your faith fits into All of those things. You might have an opportunity to share your testimony. You might have an opportunity to pray with someone who expresses a need or a fear or a concern. Something, you know, real or heavy that's going on in their life that they might feel comfortable now talking to you about. That you can introduce them to the God who knows all things, cares about all things, and wants to meet them where they are. And then another side of the approach to this in business could also be reflected in your customer service process and in your customer experience. You know, the way you treat people throughout every business exchange, throughout every process or every step in your interaction with them makes a difference You know, customer service is like the number one thing that people like it's a deal breaker. Like even if you've got a great product, people will not return to a business if their customer service is awful. So designing your customer experience is an opportunity to show people that love and that care and that value that ultimately reflects the love and care and value that god has for them now do you have to put scriptures on your retail bags or your takeout cups nope but you can the point is people sense a difference even if you didn't know that the founders of chick-fil-a were christian you would know that your experience in their restaurants, whether it's through the drive through or like actually in the store, is totally different. Your customer service experience is totally different than anywhere else that you will go. Simply because of the way you are treated, the way people greet you, the way they thank you for your business, the whole experience from start to finish The fact that you don't even pull up to the speaker to order your food. They come right to your car to have a personal conversation with you now. That extra care, that extra touch, like that matters. And there are reasons for that. And really, those personal touch points are a reflection of higher values. Now, on a regular life level, it really is just that. It's taking this in regular life. And when you have opportunities to really just be present and care about people, see them, see their situation, and just pour into them whatever the Lord would flow through you to give them in that moment, that is how you grow people. That is how you show them his love by just passing along what he has given to you. It's also taking the time to establish those like mentor-mentee relationships, whether it's teaching younger ones or sharing a skill. If you are a musician in church, passing along that knowledge, that skill, that talent to the next generation goes a long way because you're investing In that next group that's eventually going to come behind you, but also you're teaching them the importance of reaching back and teaching, and that continues to pay itself forward, kind of like that imagery of a tree of life you know, you learn a skill, you grow up, and you give someone else the benefit of learning that skill, and then they'll be able to reach back and teach someone else, and it just keeps going and going and going you know, that's something that really is like near and dear to my heart because our son, he's five and he is an avid drummer. And one of the young men in our church has just really (laughs) taken our son under his wing. And the fact that someone is willing to invest that kind of their own time to care for a five-year-old kid who can barely reach the kick you know (laughs) it's just it's a beautiful thing and it really just that's how you grow people it's just pouring in your time pouring in your knowledge and just being willing and available and it's just it speaks volumes to me as a parent but thinking about how we can do that even with our peers who might want to learn a skill that we have so whether it's being willing to train someone who's new to our ministry or being willing to tutor or mentor or you know just take someone under your wing who is new in your industry if it's in your job or whatever it is I mean, really, it could even bleed into ministry of like teaching a Bible study and just sharing, oh, wow, like here's this cool thing that came out of my devotion time today. Whatever it is. Growing people, really, there are so many natural opportunities that just present themselves if we choose to have that watchful eye and be willing to step in and take care of the opportunities and the people that present themselves. So I hope this was helpful to kind of give us some ideas of how we can think about growing people. And it might sound a little bit intimidating because, you know, a lot of times it's like, I feel like I just don't even have it together enough myself, let alone to be trying to further someone else's growth. But truthfully, we all have been so richly blessed and have come through so many situations purely by the grace and mercy of God that we can pass along like that knowledge that we have received those lessons that we've learned um, there's a scripture that says you know comforting one another like with basically the same comfort that we have received ourselves like sharing that comfort with others paying it forward That's really what this is about. When we are trees that grow up and start producing our fruit, whether it be like the fruit of the spirit, kindness, gentleness, all those things, we can plant those same seeds in others and watch those grow. And it just keeps going and growing. And it's just such a beautiful thing. On that note, let's wrap this up. Lord Jesus, thank you, God, for being so focused on us as individuals, Imperfect as we are, you love us unconditionally. I thank you for instilling each of us with so many wonderful gifts and talents and experiences, knowledge that we can share with others, that we can use to testify of your glory in a way that not only makes us more like you and better equipped and able to reflect you, but that we are able to show others what you can do in their lives as well and help point them back to you. Help us to see those opportunities where we can connect with others and really participate in this growth process, this transformational journey that all of us are on. Help us to just be aware and be present and ready and willing to be active in your redemption plan for everyone that we might encounter so that we can plant seeds, water them, and watch you give the increase. In Jesus' name.